This is the path we take. I'm your host, Hayden Anderson. And I'm Natalie Lorati. And welcome to our show. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to have a super special episode. We're going to have one with our guest, Nicole Salinger, on surviving the holidays with your family. Or surviving your family with your holidays. (laughs) (laughs) However you want to do that um so quick updates let's see last week i was pretty sick so you could probably still hear it in my voice a little bit nat how was your last week um i didn't do that much other than <laughs> i just have been every, waiting what you say this every week I, um, <laughs> that's true but i've literally been waiting for the past couple months for red taylor's version to come out so that's what i've been doing the past like three no yeah, three days or something, just listening to it with a bunch of different people, drinking red wine, being like ha- like sad, but not really like pseudo sad just because of music, but then sad. like, I'm okay. Yeah. You're like, damn it. What was his name? Gyllenhaal. Jake. Jake. <laughs> oh my gosh. Going on Twitter right now is so funny because that's like my whole feed. Um, and then my parents also celebrated their 20... 20- seventh i think 26th or 27th wedding anniversary friday oh, yeah cool. nicole how was your last week it was okay i was also sick so oh. um i had to work from home all week which is a challenge for me um and then i finally started feeling better yesterday thank god so it was a yeah just a long work week and being sick and but my dog really enjoyed me being home. So I guess that's a plus, right? Oh, so cute. Also, I was very excited about Red and Taylor's version. And yeah. yeah, I've definitely listened to it way too many times. I know. It's so long, though. It is aggressively long. <laughs> so, Nicole, let's, let's, for our audience, let's, let's get a quick update. Who are you? What is your title? What do you do for work? Um, so I am a licensed therapist and my title at work would be a trauma therapist. Um, I work mainly with children who have experienced sexual abuse. Um, and I work a lot with families and doing family therapy with just the whole system. Um, and my clients range anywhere from around two years old. And I work with clients as old as like, I think my oldest was 60 at one point. So um big range big range yeah Yeah. but I so I do work with a lot of ages but I would say I specialize primarily in teenagers Mm. um and family work just because no therapist can be an expert in everything (laughs) um and yeah that's why I said work was challenging working remotely because three-year-olds really don't like virtual sessions believe it or not they don't want (laughs) to play with you through a screen um And so, yeah, that's another thing that I do. I do play therapy. So it's a different way of doing therapy that is nonverbal for the most part. Um, Yeah, that's a little background about um, where I'm coming from. Sweet. Mm -hmm. So we're going to learn about special tips and tricks and just other things we can do to survive the holidays. Nat, I know you had a good question coming up for this. Let's let's hear what you got. I know, well, I guess a little background on like my family is that like 
pretty divided politically. So it's just like my one of my first ones was how to navigate a conversation in a different direction mm-hmm. when like you can kind of because that's where I know like a lot of conflict comes from where like we can talk about how the kids are doing and like all those things and like that's fun and I love to catch up but it's when those conversations start to go in a different direction where I'm like this isn't necessarily going to be like productive productive for any of us because we all know where we stand but I think it's where that respect and like you know yeah yeah different definitely sorry I didn't mean to cut you off oh no you're fine (laughs) I think politics have or such a big topic and something people are very passionate about so very divisive yeah um and you you kind of lean one way or another and when we're in family events for some reason politics always seem to get brought up um (laughs) it just feels inevitable at some point um and so I think it can go one of two ways um I would I think making sure to have kind of a really upfront and honest conversation at the very beginning of the holidays about like what your guys' expectations are for political conversations. I think that can be something that people like, right, we're talking about politics, but we're talking around politics. And sometimes that can be enough to make everybody feel happy that like, yeah, we, we at least brought it up, but um, uh, kind of having a rule, maybe like we don't talk about politics on Christmas, right? Like yeah. We, we can only this is a breakfast conversation and we set a timer and then also remembering to always try and listen to understand to the other person's point and not just to talk to convince them of yours so mm-hmm. having that in mind too if you guys do choose to talk about politics but I think setting those boundaries pretty firmly at the beginning it sounds like you might be leaning more towards not having political conversations around yeah the Christmas tree or whatever. I um, prefer not to. Just, just, just not at all. I, don't I also to. prefer not to, but I know sometimes it might like sneak in there. But yeah, just having it established boundaries that we're just not gonna talk about it. And then if you guys do setting a timer, I mean, that's a very um hard, like it's a very fast way to end a conversation when a phone alarm goes off. Um, and then it kind of helps reset the conversation too. Because mm-hmm. you guys aren't trying to prove each other wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Thank you. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay, I have I have a good one. Um sometimes my family can be a little bit scattered. How can you make everyone feel included, especially if they can't make it to like say Thanksgiving or Christmas or or any of the other holidays that, that we would celebrate? Tell me more about what you mean by scattered, just so I understand the question. Uh, both geographically, uh, we're a bit scattered. Um, monetarily, also a bit scattered. So sometimes like we can't afford to, to meet up. And at the same time, we want to make sure that they feel included with our, with our family things. Is there anything that you suggest that we can do to at least try and foster some inclusivity? Yeah, um, I think that the easiest one might just be doing a Zoom call, right? Um, But (laughs) I think after the pandemic, everybody's kind of tired of that. Um, But scheduling a Zoom call can be a really good way to navigate that um, or just a FaceTime or something like that. Um, 
And I also think like making sure that person feels included in other ways. Mm -hmm. So whether that be like making sure they get their gift on time or um, like giving them a nice card or like letting them know you're thinking about them because nobody wants to be alone for the holidays, especially away from people that are significant from them. Yeah, so like making sure they feel valued and important. And I mean, I think we always talk about it's not the like, quantity of time you spend with somebody it's the quality of time you spend with someone mm -hmm. so you don't have to spend the whole holiday like reaching out to them and like doing all these different things but just making sure that they get like one or two nice like interactions with you okay. now that's a very generic answer but I mean I think it works yeah Matt you had another one yes I'm so personally I'm an introvert so like doing all these things with family and like I will personally be like staying at my parents house even like we all live in the same city but just to make the holidays a little bit easier but what are ways to recharge while being surrounded by other people I agree I'm also an introvert so yeah that's <laughs> my heart um <laughs> And holidays are so tricky because everybody wants to spend as much time as possible. And sometimes you're, you just get burnt out and the, the time no longer feels like it's benefiting you. It's almost feeling like it's, it's putting more of a burden like on your emotional well-being at mm -hmm. times. As, and that's a hard place to be too. Being like, I should be feeling recharged being around my family. Like I shouldn't be feeling this way. That is, not, shaking his head. <laughs> that is yes. not me at all. I'm like, okay, I need, I need to have something I can do while I'm there to just get away. Yeah. It's a hike or let me find a friend in the area that I can go out, get dinner with, get a meal with, get a drink with. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's yeah. usually what I do for, for something like that. I'm like, I need, I need something to break up any part of it sometimes in there especially for the long long periods of time mm -hmm. like those christmas holidays where you're gone oh. for like a week yes yeah. all family time um and so i think maybe hayden is somebody who doesn't feel that guilty feeling when you feel burnt out by your family i don't feel guilty of feeling burnt out by anyone i just, I just <laughs> like you hey, have found your boundaries i, I need i need me some time <laughs> <laughs> just go away for three days <laughs> three days you're only there for a week <laughs> I know <laughs> um but yeah but I, I do feel guilty so <laughs> <laughs> so how do we have guilt um I think accepting that that's kind of normal right like that radical acceptance piece is really important in emotional well-being of like there's no correct emotion or like not correct emotions I meant there's no correct emotions that would be really <laughs> to hear um, <laughs> um no but like accepting that like feeling guilty is that's okay right like it's your body's way of telling you something that like you really care about your your family mm -hmm. um and accepting it as it is letting it pass through you and then I I do, I think Hayden was really onto something with like having those planned activities away or even just like that planned activity um, after dinner, just be like, hey, I have to make a phone call. You don't have to make a phone call. You can just go into your room and lay down mm -hmm. and just like play a podcast, right? So yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, or like 
making those exceptions of saying like, I'm allowed to go and like recharge after dinner or after we open presents or kind of those big emotional moments. Um, having plans with friends if you're visiting from out of town mm-hmm. um, even when you're in town it's still the holidays you still want to spend time with everybody you love and sometimes that just doesn't include just your family right like there's so many other things going on in the holidays um, so doing that um, and then yeah also I think just giving yourself grace in family interactions like it's draining to be back in families and we also like whenever you go back into your family system from being away from it for so long, you revert back to whatever like age was the most prominent really. And when you were oh, like, yeah, it's actually really fascinating. It's the, uh, this that makes <laughs> theory a lot of transgenerational of family systems. Um, yeah. So you actually like revert back to a teenager. Like an example is me and my older brother, like we used to fight like so bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. And he used to make fun of me and poke fun, like just like say mean things. And then I would explode and like, be like, you're such an asshole. I hate you. Um, <laughs> he's a dad with two kids now and I'm a licensed therapist and we still catch ourselves around the holidays <laughs> falling into these patterns. Um, so I think recognizing those patterns too, and like actively being like, oh my God, we're acting like bratty teenagers again. <laughs> like, so recognizing the patterns early probably yeah and like once you figure that out you'll start seeing it right like you'll start Mm. seeing your dad be like why can't you just put the dish in the dishwasher or like (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) making like micromanaging maybe more than he would while when you're out of his home right but as Mm -hmm. soon as you get back in the home and all those energies are back we fall into the family role in order to keep it's called a feedback loop so in order to keep the feedback loop working correctly positive or negative but neither of them so negative doesn't mean negative right it's just like the way is it it's like negative yeah um like punishment and um reward and cbt like punishment isn't actually like a bad thing um but yeah i don't know if that helps i kind of went into a different area (laughs) no that totally does and that like is a little mind-blowing but like once you said I was like that makes so much sense because I remember last like Christmas time it was like in like beginning of COVID too like my sister had moved back home from she just goes to school in California and then I was home for a while like beginning of pandemic and I remember she was so excited to leave and I was like I can't wait to move out because our relationship with the family is like great but then we were all living together and spending so much time together I felt like we were just constantly like butting heads and I was like, don't like, I like my independence and I don't like getting told like what to do or being treated like I'm 16. But if that's like the age that kind of is the default in the house of how my character is and stuff, that makes total sense. Okay. But that was frustrating. I remember <laughs> being like, I was like, I'll get to it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and it's also hard. I think another thing like parents we all love them right or yeah. sometimes we all, I love mine <laughs> I love my parents uh, and I think that's one thing that I've had to talk to them a lot before the holidays of saying like I'm a grown-up 
I have a mortgage. Like, I love you. Like, please don't put a curfew on me. Mm. Like when I go home, please don't ask me to make sure that I'm asleep by 10. Right. Like mm-hmm. putting those boundaries in place. Um, reminding them back that, to my teenage self, I'm going to stay out late now. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm a rowdy. <laughs> That's what the holidays are for, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, putting those kind of just having those conversations of like, I, I need my independence. And just because I'm coming back and staying with you, like it's a, it's a visit. I'm not living under your roof. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think parents can struggle with. And then like that, like rowdy teenage self, like comes out, comes out. (laughs) I'm going to stay up all night and I'm going to invite my friends over. Because I'm grown up. (laughs) I remember doing that, like coming home for the first time, like from college and I stayed out late and like came back and my parents were like where were you and I was like it's probably like one or something I'm like oh my god I forgot like you expect me to tell you what I'm doing I'm like but you don't do this when I'm in Corvallis like I you don't know where I am or what I'm doing it was just so funny <laughs> yeah it's really fun looking back with that lens I think that's something that I really I get a lot of enjoyment having my yeah. clients do it, especially like my parent clients. And I'm just like, how are we treating your adult child this week? <laughs> like, why are you treating them like they're seven? Like, I promise you they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any experiences like that? Oh, my that God. Yes. Every time I go back, I, I feel like. <laughs> hey can you like do all the chores real quick or can you like help with all this I'm like yeah I mean I can I thought I was a guest but yeah (laughs) (laughs) you don't ask your guests to do these things but yes me (laughs) like why am I shoveling the driveway yeah I'm here for days don't you want to spend time with me and I spend it shoveling a driveway with you yeah that's fine I'll, I'll help I don't mind helping but it's a little weird to me um I do have a specific kind of a specific question though. So I asked about kind of ensuring inclusivity earlier. I have uh, something going on in my family right now, which is interesting. We are not going to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. We are going to my aunt's house. And apparently I wasn't there last year for Christmas, uh, but last year my aunt and my sister uh, had a little spat fight thing uh that never really got resolved and then because I live a lot closer to my aunt this year she invited me over for for Thanksgiving uh with her boyfriend and I think boyfriend I don't know partner partner we'll say partner and Um, my parents being who they are, were just like, oh, you're going there. Okay. We'll invite ourselves over there. So they invited themselves over for Thanksgiving, which they, they do. They, they, that's just who they are. And it's not always the right thing, but you know, they, they live their lives the way they do. And that's, sounds fine. The issue being is now my sister does not feel included into the Thanksgiving plans because she wasn't invited specifically by my parents, which to, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Does that make sense to you? That your parents didn't invite your sister? Yeah. There's like a lot of miscommunication. Like they kind of did. <laughs> I don't right? know. The, the text messages? I, I saw, yeah, I, I talked to you a little bit about this earlier. Yeah. 
and it's it's very interesting because they were like i mean i guess we didn't but we told her about it and maybe she was supposed to invite herself i don't know it's a it's a very strange thing it feels like a lot of miscommunication on people's end but did she talk to your in the language (laughs) did she talk to your aunt about it like has she okay but like if if your sister were to show up would that be like terrible (laughs) i'm gonna air some stuff out it's fine but i'm i'm more like i just like i think it was a, a miscommunication on multiple people's parts but i still want everyone to feel included and i don't want it to well to to go off in a bad way have you reached out to her I've tried for for both of them, but none of them, no one really answers very much. <laughs> but if she were to like show up, would that like be bad? No. Okay. You think but you're... she just she wants to feel like she was asked to come. Yeah. Okay. That's generally how it is. I think she would probably have to drive herself though. Which mm-hmm. oh no. Sounds <laughs> like it could be a far drive. Oh. I don't really know my states that well though. I would have to check. It's from Central Oregon to Utah somewhere. So it can't be too far. I feel like yeah, like 10 hours. That's not bad. That w- I would just throw out a number. I have no idea. At least one of them. I'm going to look it up now. We'll drive with children. Yeah, that would be pretty bad with children. Yeah, so what, what do you suggest I do with that? Because I know it's not really my responsibility. Do you feel like it is on a level? In a lot of ways, sometimes yes. <laughs> when do you remember first being put in a position where you like wanted to solve things for your family? Uh, probably when I was about twelve. And has that kind of remained your role, like the fixer? I feel like I've stayed away from most. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I I I do try to help and fix things in a lot of places, and then sometimes I just kind of need to to put in some space and take care of myself. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because that that feels really messy inviting somebody to somebody's house, right? Yeah, if it's not your place, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't invite them. Don't invite someone to your, yeah, to not your place Yeah. or not your event. Do you feel like she would come if she was invited? Probably not. So it'd be more for the gesture. I think so. It. And I think it's kind of past that point at this this at this juncture. <laughs> it feels really messy now. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it this doesn't is, have this to is, be. This is what I'm used to. <laughs> Just because you're used to chaos doesn't mean that it's how you want to live, right? It's fun though. It's fun. Is it fun? <laughs> I know. Look at me last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicole had a fun night out last night. <laughs> I'm a little sleepy today. I also worked like 52 hours this week. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> she, she usually works a lot, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever have questions about what therapists do when they're not seeing clients, it's way too much. That's <laughs> <We laughs> work. Um, but none of us complain too much about it, I guess. Um I mean, I think possibly reaching out to her and letting her 
because you can't speak for anyone else. Exactly. So I think focusing on like I statements and being like, <coughs> I would really love to see you this holiday and this, I would love to do that in person or like on a phone call or something like that. Like, I don't want you to feel like you aren't important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just leaving it out there. She might not respond or she might, like you can't be like in control of how people interact, but it feels like you would be taking on a lot of roles that I don't think would be beneficial trying to have your parents like invite them and having your aunt like reach out and do all that stuff, right? Like you'd mm-hmm. be kind of getting into this like family coordinator role where you don't. This is where I bring in a quote that I love. Yes. What is it? Not my monkeys, not my circus. Oh, I use that too. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I learned that from a wonderful man. Uh, that used to be my boss my first year of college and I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard of (laughs) oh I love that quote no sense and now I use it constantly like not my monkeys not my circus Mm -hmm. does not involve me I'm gonna stay out of it (laughs) and yeah I love that now did you have another question I did not all right well I I, I have a good one that I think it's gonna be a good segue too Oh, nice. Yeah. So let's say you're talking about something that's a little messy or you you, you do end up going into politics more than you want without a timer. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, throw back to that timer. It does happen. More. So yeah. things, things get heated. Something crazy happens. What is uh, either the best way to excuse yourself or the best way to maybe calm down, especially if you get heated? Or... Yeah, that's a good question. That is a really good question. So like the key to like, I think calm is like a a lot of opinions on calm. Um, calm. (laughs) So we're always told like emotional regulation. It's kind of a buzzword right now. Like if you can keep yourself calm, then you're good. But like emotional regulation isn't and emotional regulation is how we stay um, rational and we're able to respond instead of react in situations. And that doesn't necessarily mean calm, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're having a conversation and something is emotionally upsetting to you, you're probably not going to feel calm. You're probably going to feel upset. You're probably going to feel like a little betrayed maybe, or like let down or disappointed. And Mm -hmm. you're saying the appropriate reaction is not to really be calm. Well, yeah, I, I think within a, a mean sociopathic <laughs> something yeah. terrible happens you're just like yeah I don't like that you do that <laughs> right like that's a little disassociative the dd uh-huh. I was trying to say <laughs> like a dissociativeness I don't know what word exactly a dissociation was what I was trying to <laughs> say <laughs> but it just didn't come out that way um once again I am tired and I'm <laughs> doing good um and also, this is very out of my wheelhouse. I was realizing that while we we're talking, like therapy doesn't, like if your therapist is giving you a, a ton of advice, like they're probably a bad therapist. That's true. Therapy um, isn't really advice. No, it's so active I listening. That, so I was like, this feels really foreign. Like I have <laughs> Like I avoid advice giving unless it's absolutely crucial and I'm doing like parent coaching, right? Like, right. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to name that so people aren't like, oh, well, she's a therapist, but she's giving advice. Like, 
in this setting I am um in my therapeutic settings I don't do this Um, I think we're coming to you because you have a lot of family experience and probably have seen and heard of a lot of shit yes and so at least I I thought that you would be a very good person to talk to about maybe some tips and tricks maybe some little things to to think about change your perspective on I enjoy it yeah on yourself especially when it comes to the craziness that some of us deal with with uh family over the holidays yeah definitely yeah so back to that question because I feel like it is a really important one um because you could be talking about something as like silly as like your favorite apple pies that you buy from the grocery store right and like oh somehow the family gets upset and now you're in an argument and now you're like my whole holiday feels like it's crumbling Mm -hmm. so back to that emotional regulation piece like recognizing that you're not always going to be calm in that situation because that's impossible like no one can be calm all the time unless you're dissociating and then that's a bigger concern right like that's not good for you been there a lot Um, Hayden was like, yes, that is me. Yes. <laughs> it's a good coping skill and we have no other coping skills. Oh, I know. It's, so a, it's, that's a, okay. it's the last resort, but it works. Mm-hmm. I'm trained in working with multiple personalities, like dissociative identity disorder. And it's so I used cool. To have a roommate with them. <laughs> it's so cool. That's yeah. another fun story. Is I had a roommate with dissociative identity disorder and I met many of the identities. Yeah, which is I like to call them parts because it feels more. That's what it's part of the whole. Yeah, right. Like you don't have multiple personalities; you just have different parts of yourself that show up to protect you in different moments. Um, Mm -hmm. That's my reframe. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Um, that's why they changed the name of the disorder too. Um, But so when you're in that moment with your family and you're recognizing like taking, making sure to like try, I know it's so hard and it's so cheesy. Take like a deep breath if you can. Um, and reckon, try and recognize what you're feeling. Are you feeling disappointed? Are you feeling like slightly betrayed? Are you feeling frustrated? Like any of those emotions. And if you're realizing the conversation is escalating, that is a time where like, unless we're working with children. So I'm assuming this is all like essentially grown up conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like making those statements, like I'm feeling really disappointed because it feels like you're not listening to what I'm trying to say. And it, it feels really, it's important for me to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what recognizing that emotional, um, that emotion that we're experiencing and being able to communicate it and not let it like overrun you and like lose control is like the what regulation means um mm-hmm. and when we're able to communicate in those like as cheesy as it is, it is like i statements like i feel this way because of this behavior or like i feel really sad when you cut me off because it feels like you don't value what i'm saying and that really hurts my feelings right yeah like it's very hard for somebody to stay mad at you <laughs> when you're telling them, Hey, this really hurts. And I'm not, it's not like you're dumb and you don't respect me. Cause you don't listen to me. Like, I can't believe you wouldn't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Said you go like, I feel like you don't listen to me. Uh, I feel, I feel like sad. I feel sad. Recognizing yeah. the emotion. Uh, mm. So yeah. Always like starting with I statements expressing your emotion and then 
going into how that emotion came up. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I, or like isolated from you when you stormed out of the room and slammed the door because of something that I said. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and then most parents or like other siblings are going to be able to be like, wow, like I impacted them. And it kind of takes them out of their need to protect right because this is all like a fight flight response mm-hmm. or freeze or fawn those are some normal ones um fawning is a very yeah, what is fawning fawning is like the people pleasing coping oh like, oh i hate that right <laughs> but it's it's there's so much also in the article they said why is it just because it starts with an f yeah and like you're like a little doe but what did this that there's too I much feel like it makes sense though Huh? Yeah, doesn't it? It does make make a lot of sense. And I kind of hate that too. Right? Like when I get into somebody, I usually like not in my therapeutic world, but in my normal world, as soon as somebody starts arguing or raising their voice with me, I just instantly start agreeing. I just like, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're definitely like, I'm so sorry. I upset you. You're right. Like, uh, like, I'm I'm like, let's keep peace. Let's not fight. Like, I just, I don't like conflict. Give peas a chance. And then I'm doing myself a disservice because I am not able to express what I'm really feeling, right? Like I'm more concerned about glossing over like how I feel in order to protect them. And where like that doesn't feel like genuine. That doesn't feel like genuine connection at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's my biggest advice. Also, like taking space and then like don't try and fix the relationship in the fight Ooh. you can't <laughs> like don't that's good advice the relationship in the fight yeah yeah like it's it's this idea of like every time you have an argument every time you have a disagreement right like there has to be some sort of like reconnect and rebuild mm-hmm. right like and I think that reconnect is that most important piece so like even if you tell me more about that. you can't hear through the argument, you guys are screaming at each other. You leave Christmas dinner in tears. You go into your childhood bedroom. You're crying. Um, worst case scenario, one of the worst case scenarios, I guess. That's um, the worst. I feel like that happens often. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but like, fix it. So because you're still stuck at visiting your family for another couple days, days maybe. And you love them, and you mm-hmm. want that connection. So reconnection. Um, that's really coming back together and taking ownerships of your behavior and giving space to like mend it. Right. Like we're not coming back in order to rehash the fight about who was right and who was wrong. We're coming back and saying, that's when we say our sorries, if we're genuine about it, that's when um, we try and game plan for the future. That's when we, we spend that quality time coming back together and saying, Hey, I realize that I hurt you. And like, sometimes even as a grown up child, like you have to be the bigger person because sometimes our parents are so stuck in their cycles. Ways. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that sometimes they, they won't do that. And that's okay because we're grown ups now. We're not children. Mm-hmm. Like we're allowed to take some ownership in our relationships with our family and going and saying that, sorry, maybe, but, the important thing is you have to be cohesive with your emotions. Like you Jenny. have to be congr- congruent. Congruent. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you're not congruent, an apology will never feel genuine, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're still pissed off and you're like, I'm fucking sorry. I'm so <laughs> fucking sorry. Like maybe yeah. if you weren't being a little bitch, like we wouldn't have fought. Um, that doesn't feel genuine, but if you're like, I'm so sorry that I, I did or said or yeah, whatever. I yeah. threw the turkey leg at you because you made a comment about a political issue I'm passionate about and it really hurt me. And you got grease on the floor. Oh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I have my dog this holiday. Who's gonna look it up? Who's gonna look up the greasy floor? Not me. Um Zamboni. But yeah, I think that I, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the most important part. If you don't take anything from anything else, because it's been very jumbled, and maybe I'll just make a little flow chart for this that you guys can put on your I yes. have literally a handout. Oh, I love that. Yes, oh, yes, I love this. <laughs> It'll be on Monday when I'm back in the office. I re- I will not go tomorrow on a Sunday. That's no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and build a dollhouse on Sunday in my office, though, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, but reconnecting, like really focusing on like, is this re- if this relationship is important to you, you there has to be some sort of acknowledgement and then plan moving forward. So like wow, like maybe we shouldn't drink a bottle of red wine before we um, turn on the news. Um, I disagree. <laughs> maybe like like-minded people, um, not on the holidays, right? Like, That's and it's not saying that these conversations won't ever happen. It's just saying that they need to happen in a space where both parties can, are listening to understand, like I said again. Ooh, I like um, and when you're drinking, you're just talking because it sounds fucking rad like yeah you're excited and like you kind of lose a lot of that (laughs) Um, like I don't drink at all during my work week because like I don't want to have any kind of influence in my ability to be the most effective therapist um and so that's like if if you add alcohol to these conversations, they're not going to oh. go well. Even if you yeah. don't think it might be more fun, don't. but it's definitely not going to be beneficial. We just went over that. This is not fun conversations for <laughs> most people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, it's all about perspective. You just switch it to it's not a it bad has to be conversation. Fun for everybody oh. for it to be fun. Oh, okay. We can that talk, changes things yeah. entirely. <laughs> right? Just because it's fun for you doesn't mean it's like <laughs> Oh, hey, just... we need to go back to the basics after oh, this. Okay. <laughs> There's a nice poster I'll pull up for you about consent. Oh, what? Yeah, it has to be fun for everyone. The, okay, yeah, that's fair. And you consent to everything, not just sexual things. I was like, consent is sexy, but that doesn't really translate to this. No. No, no, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Does that feel like it answered the question in, in so. like a very long-winded? run-on sentence there was like three periods in there. <laughs> imagine being my client this is- <laughs> all right so I know you had an exercise for us can you tell us a little bit about this exercise yes yeah, so it's called the container exercise and you can google it um but it's from um this type of therapy trauma therapy called EMDR which is I can never I'm dyslexic so like trying to like get the words in order is very yeah. hard for me, but it's I, am movement, 
reprocessing um, therapy. Okay. Eye movement desensitization, desensitization and reprocessing. <laughs> got some of those letters. Um, so that's a I modality. Can't even say it while I'm reading it. So no, I don't blame you. that's why we call it EMDR in the field because no one has time for this. Desensitization <laughs> and reprocessing. I'm not very good at pronouncing words sometimes, so I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> EMDR. <One word. laughs> yeah. So EMDR is a nonverbal um therapy like there is some communication but it's not like what you typically think of when I'm when you think of a traditional therapy session where we sit down and you tell me about your your things and I help make interpretations and provide insights and reflect emotions and like that's basically therapy right Mm -hmm. um so the container this 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 activity yes thank you so it's for um before we start EMDR which is uh, kind of like a super yeah, set of things super it's like kind of like the gold standard in like trauma um, therapy like it fixes shit like so quick it's amazing nobody knows why like it's but it, it works yeah I guess like I would make you follow my eye like my fingers and like you would move your eyes and then you'd think about something and then poof um, interesting no longer scary so the container activity is something that I I use for EMDR, but I also use for a lot of my other clients. It's a technique where things are feeling really overwhelming or like really big and you don't have the capacity or the space or the time to be able to properly handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a way of being able to put things away. Like say you're um, taking a test and like you have a flashback, like about something really scary that happened to you like maybe during the test isn't the best time to process that right like we have to get some things done um and so maybe we have a really big like conflict in the family or we're having a lot of big emotions about being back in our homestay or things like that and it's just like well I want to enjoy time with my family or my friends or wherever we're at and like this is how I can put it away until it's safe for me to open it up and process it whether it be with a friend a therapist life coach anything like that. Right. Like, um, so it's just a little activity that you can do. And I practice it. You practice it like once or twice and then it's pretty solid and it sounds really silly. Um, let's just jump into it. Let's just jump into it. So I'm going to read it from my phone. Um, cause I don't have my therapy books with me in my home. Um, oh, <laughs> that's fine. You're I a person know. outside of work. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, So I am going to ask you guys if you are comfortable to close your eyes and kind of envision this. It is a level of guided meditation. Um, Okay. But like not in the way you're maybe thinking. I love guided meditation. Me too. Um, All right. So if you're comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes. And I'm just going to read um, through. And we we might not. Do you guys feel comfortable answering questions out loud? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, he wants to go first then, so we're not like talking. I'll go. Okay. Hayden is so, like, Hayden, do I need to go close first my eyes right then, now? Yeah, I'll have you guys do it at the same time, Okay. which is not what I would do in therapy, but for the <laughs> sake of time, or just going to do it at the same time. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So, but he answers first, so then. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um. So it starts off by saying, I want you to bring some sort of secure container to your mind's eye, perhaps in this room, or in another secure place. This container will be strong enough to hold all this disturbing stuff. 
the memories, images, thoughts, physical sensations, sounds, smells, emotions. What would this container have to be like in order to securely hold your distress? And it can be anything, right? Like I made a cooler for mine. Oh, see, my initial thought was a Pyrex, like those cool little container things. And then I realized that's, that's not going to work. It's too small. So I'm going to go up to a, like a pirate's treasure chest with a shit ton of padlocks. <laughs> Big old brown chest. Lots of locks, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Very secure. What about for you? I immediately thought of like a suitcase where like there, I have a suitcase where there's like a combo lock on it. So I know how to open it, but um, mm. yeah, it's big enough to contain things and kind of shut them away, but also easy enough to access. Mm -hmm. So it feels like it's something that feels really comfortable for you that you. Yeah. I also love traveling. Before, so that yeah. Felt yeah. Safe. Yeah. Definitely. Um, can you describe it to me? You guys already kind of jumped the gun on that one. So <laughs> is there anything else you want to tell me about your item here? Your treasure chest? Big and brown. Big and brown. It's just a classic. We're thinking Davy Jones locker, oh, basically yes. the same thing, right? <laughs> old padlocks that are slightly rusted, but still good and strong iron. Good very secure what about you um mine has wheels like a hard case on it and also like a long handle so easy to transport but also small enough to hide away too nice that sounds perfect um what makes it so safe and secure padlocks, padlocks. <laughs> the iron just forcing it down giving it structure. So it sounds like when that is shot, it is shot. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Natalie, what about you? What makes it so, so safe and secure? I don't have padlocks, but I have a single lock on it. <laughs> yeah. Does that feel secure enough or do you want to put any more locks on it or? Oh, I can add more. But yeah. This is your imagination. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably add another lock too, like around the what are these called? Zippers. Zippers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Does that feel like it makes it safer and more? Yeah. Safe? Having like an a, just an, another layer of security. I don't need a bunch of padlocks, but just <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> yeah. Enough to make sure that it's it's locked. Right. It's exactly. Do yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So now imagine taking all the disturbing images and putting them inside or sending them into this container. Then shut the container. Now take the disturbing thoughts and put them inside or send them into the container. Then shut the container. Mm -hmm. And Hayden right now is actually demonstrating it. And I think that can be really helpful to like physically. Is he physically like? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then I'm not going to go through it, but there's about seven other things that I will would say, like the emotions, the physical sensations, the smells, um, kind of wrapping up all of the experience in order for it to be really tightly in there, right? So we're not just locking in that memory, we're locking in 
what we're smelling at the time, which can be a trigger, right? Like what we're hearing outside, which can be a really difficult, like trigger. <laughs> I know I was trying to come up with a different word, but there's not. Um, yeah. Right. Catalyst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then after I go through that list, I would say anything else that needs to go in there. Hayden saying some blankets. Natalie, what about you? Is there anything else that needs to go in there that you can think of? Not that I can think of. Hayden said blankets, like my cats. No, that'd be, I don't want to do that to them. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the cats can stay out, right? Yeah, the cats can stay out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want them in the suitcase. I don't know. No, I need, I need to hold them for like, comfort. <laughs> exactly. Get that out. Oh, dopamine rush. Yeah. Um, so then I go into saying, now shut the door securely. How do we make the door more secure? Hayden. Um, I put the locks down and I secure them shut. I take the key and I hide it in a place that only I know about. So it sounds like you're the only one who has access to this. Correct. Then Natalie, what about you? How do how are you going to make it more secure? I would do something very similar, and then you said a door, right? Or like uh, I would just put the suitcase in another room, lock right. that too, like just kind of in a, another spot that I don't even have to see it to make it more secure. Like, yeah, I don't want it out in the open, even if it's locked. You guys are skipping ahead so much, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> It. um so yeah I'd ask a question about where we're going to keep it mm. um, which is answered and then is there anything else we need to do to make it more secure you can also say no you don't always have to like have another additional thing unless it feels like that's what you need to make it feel safer mm-hmm. um I'm burying it burying it and I'm planting a tree on top of it <laughs> so it feels like it, you you know that's in there securely and it's mm-hmm. not getting out anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I would go into, then I would ask, so how does this make you feel now? I, I feel, feel really good and like at peace currently. I know yeah. it's Hayden's turn, but. <laughs> oh, you're good. No, I love it. It feels like that was really important for you to say right there. And yeah, I think that's important. So you're feeling like a weight is lifted off of you, Natalie? Yeah. Yeah. What are you hating? I feel significantly lighter and assured that it is safe and secure. And just like, I don't have to deal with those emotions right now. Deal with that memory. Just, I have it. I know where it is. Nobody knows about it. Except for you two, apparently, which I'll do. <laughs> we don't have the key though. You do. Yeah. I do have the key. Mm-hmm. exactly so then I would go in and ask more about where the room was but I don't necessarily think we need to do that um and then it just says during the week or sometime or until next time if anything disturbing comes up just imagine sending it here into your container and putting it all away um and you guys can open your eyes the container ex- exercise. Yay. Yay. Um, so that's not, I, I think it's really important to be clear that we are just putting it away for the moment. 
that doesn't, we don't want to keep it away forever. It is just because it might not feel like the safest time to process what we're going through, right? Like if we have a really heated conversation about politics with our family, maybe we don't want to process that completely with our family about how we're feeling like they're betraying our morals or like you feel mm-hmm. disappointed, right? Like that probably is just going to cause more conflict. Um, so putting that, those kind of things away and you can use that for really anything. Like say you're, you're at work and you get some bad news about something that is very uncontrollable, but you still have to get through your work day. You can put it in the container and open it back up when you get home. Um, and then that also helps us regulate a little bit more because we're able to recognize our emotions when we're actually able to f- fully conceptualize putting something um, out of us. Um, because once again, all these are just parts of us. I just want to point out, I think Natalie's is, it just makes a lot more sense to do it her way. Mine in was a suitcase. Yeah. No, I don't agree with that at all. I think <laughs> it's so much of a pain in the ass it is to go to this deserted island and dig it up, <laughs> move the tree, get all the padlocks. Hopefully I can pull this key out of my ass and not lose it. Hayden, you did all of the <laughs> other work to get it there in like four minutes. I know. So, yes. <laughs> so you can get to it if you need to. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um. Could you guys, what's an example of something that you guys could see this being useful for, like whether it be the holidays or like just anything in general, just to kind of give it some more, um, more specific help for this technique? Um, I know I covered a lot of them. Yeah. I know one of the first things that came to my head is like, if somebody says a racist comment or something that's just really upsetting to me or something that's just like very against my morals mm-hmm. that I think would probably upset me to the point of like I need to calm down before I discuss this yeah yeah so maybe putting some of those emotions away or like recognizing that like we don't always have to jump into conversations sometimes it's smarter to plan when we can have these conversations so they're actually productive mm-hmm. and they don't feel like you're attacking them right because anybody under attack is immediately going to protect themselves um even if we don't agree with what they're saying it's just human nature so making sure that we're having conversations maybe a, a day later saying hey like when you said that like I, I, can we have a conversation about it just because it doesn't feel it's not sitting right with me and it, it upset me a little bit or a lot of it or a lot of it uh-huh but something like that so we don't always have to jump in and cor- correct behavior because nobody responds well to that not even children not yeah tantrums oh um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but do you guys have any like what are your thoughts feelings i kind of like it i like the exercise um I would suggest giving it a try to our listeners, especially just keep it, keep it in your, your back pocket for, for these holidays coming up. I really liked also that you have control over where it is and like how protected, but you're also making that conscious decision to like put it away Mm -hmm. and for like another time to come back to. And that was nice to just really like visualize taking whatever you're feeling, smelling all those things and, moving it somewhere else for the time being yeah 
those are all the senses feeling tasting smelling touching Touch. um so Same. it would go through um memories images thoughts physical sensations sounds smells emotions okay and then anything else you would need but those are Taste. kind of yeah, if you want to put it that in your box, Hayden. I will because I get it is yours. An acrid taste in my mouth when things annoy the shit out of me. Do you? <laughs> I do. Does it taste like metal or something? A little bit, yeah. Interesting. I'm like Are you uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Surprisingly. That's usually a sign of that, I think. I don't know. I am not a doctor. I say <laughs> things sometimes and I don't know if I'm lying to myself. I feel like that does mean you're anemic. May, I mean, I'll look it up after this. Go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. On this yes, thank you. Uh, I think we're, we'll have you on probably some other time as well. I know you have some great ideas that I've been been storing and keeping in mind. Ooh. Yeah. I don't even know these ideas, so. <laughs> I know. You carved pumpkins one time and all of a sudden eight you pumpkins. Eight, yeah, we carved eight pumpkins. Wow. Night. And that was that was bonding. It was bonding. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. This was so lovely and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the different different way of working, which kind of challenged my brain more than I thought it would, but I hope it was helpful. Yeah. For- Everybody who might listen. Well, we'll see next week when the audience tells us if it was shit or not. Oh my! <laughs> don't tell me. I don't take feedback. Nat, anything? Any last words? Just thank you so much, Nicole, and looking forward to whatever or our more conversations in the future that you guys figured out while carving pumpkins. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Path We Take. I'm Hayden Anderson. And I'm Natalie Lorati. And thank you so much for listening. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Feel free to give us only five-star reviews. Um, Leave your comments, questions over there. And then also follow us on Instagram at The Path We Take Pod. And you can also follow us both on our personals if you want. Way less exciting, though much much less exciting yeah mine's just my first and last name mine is h anderson 333 thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week see you next week Woo!